because he loved us. Jesus. You know, you don't have to have faith in your faith. You don't have to have faith in your ability to conquer. Have faith in him. Have faith in Christ. Get that picture in your heart of him being victorious. Of him in his resurrection gaining all authority and power as it says in Hebrews 1 he inherited a name a name above all names he was given that name and he shares that with us if you have trouble connecting to the victory over whatever it is see him as powerful see him as victorious it's his victory and as you confess that about him as you believe what he has done then that becomes your reality. It says that you have his life. He who has the son has the life. You have the essence of who he is inside of you, empowering you, teaching you, reminding you that you're his child, that you belong to him. You're like a vine planted in him, like a branch planted in him, the vine. And you're just drawing from him. And that's what this moment is. Just letting that life come into you through your heart in a very real way not some strange mystical way but just knowing that he's real he has good plans for you and he is seeking to establish those in your life and all he says is look at me acknowledge me acknowledge me and I will direct your paths that's what Sally was talking about when she said step out You step out in your heart to trust him. Just tell him that. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Jesus. You're my Lord. You're my God. You're my King. You're my wisdom. You're my sanctification. You're my redemption. You are my righteousness. You are my right standing before the Father. Because what you have done, I am acceptable in you. I just receive that joint inheritance and I rest in your salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am at peace with God. God is at peace with me because I am in Christ and Christ is in me. You know, that's the mystery of the ages. That's the secret that all the prophets were looking for. We're told in Colossians, Christ in you. God lives in you now. He is not separate from you. He's not far off in a distant place. He is everywhere, but he's in you now like they'd never seen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. As we keep our eyes set on you, you're the teacher. You're our leader. You're our guide. We just want to be encouraged in you so we can go out into this world and take your gospel and bring peace and restoration in our communities. Father, we just speak blessing over this country. We speak unity over this country. The enemy has tried to bring division with lots and lots of tactics, and it's very easy for us to pick our enemies, but there's really only one enemy, and his power is division. His, his tool is division. And if we don't give into it, if we don't let our minds become washed by what we see, 
on the news and what we hear and the spin that happens, God, we know your love prevails. Jesus, you prayed that we would be one, meaning the body, your body, your believers, that we would be as one as you and the Father are. And as we are one, that inspires the world to believe. So Father, thank you that our hearts are open. The hearts of the believers in this nation are open to stand up and be that voice of love, be that voice of unity and love for our neighbor. And that will inspire transformation in this nation. God, we will be that. We will be those agents of unity. We'll set aside our anger. We'll set aside our fear. We'll set aside our worry. All of the issues that we have with leaders and authorities, God, we just set all of that aside because just one word from you turns their hearts and that word might come through me. That word might come through us. It might come through our actions and how we unite with our brothers and sisters in this country to follow you. Thank you, Lord. Teach us, lead us, guide us. We will follow. Amen. 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 Let's show these guys some love up here. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's kind of a mission day. If you're a visitor, you get to hear some of the other things that we have going on. The first service, we only shared two missions outreaches. We've got three today because we're trying to get one sent to Washington because that's a mission field in and of itself, right? Mike, I'm going to get you to say a couple words. I'm going to put him on the spot, but he's, he's probably ready. So make your way up here. Show Mike some love as he comes up here. <clears throat> we're also, we're also going to hear from Mark and Marika, who are headed to England, and Teresa June, who is uh, headed back to Kenya. But uh, it's a mission field. I see what you're doing as it's no different than what we're doing with them, praying over them, getting behind them, loving on them, blessing them, because they're going to take the gospel. And I, really, I just see that's what you're doing. It's the same thing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, we've been gone a couple weeks visiting other churches around the district, and uh, goodness, it's so good to get back home. Um, so refreshing. Thank you to the praise team for always uh, getting our hearts oriented in the right way, just in case you happen to walk in the door with kind of a heart askew, right? And so I'm thankful for them. Thank you, Pastor, for just uh, loving on us and supporting us. Um, yeah, there's missionaries in the room today, but you guys, the rest of y'all don't get off scot-free now. Because let's, let's clarify real quick. We all have the same title. We are ambassadors for Christ. And so I'm reminded in Acts, one of the neat stories in Acts, uh, early on, Peter uh, has this dream. Remember the, the, all this unclean, the, the, the sheets or something dropping down in the unclean animals? And then somewhere else, someone else gets a vision from God. Cornelius, this guy, wasn't that his name, Cornelius? And he, he's, a, he's an authority. He's an authority for government, a very high authority for government. And he gets the word to go call for this Peter guy. And then Peter gets the acknowledgement from God, yeah, I need to go do that. I need to be faithful to this. And so these two lives meet. And what's interesting is what Peter says 
when he walks in the door. Now, what did Cornelius do in this situation? He invited who? His, his closest friends and his family. His house was full in anticipation of what Peter was about to bring. Well, weren't they? He had them there. Now, this is our call, folks. This isn't just Teresa's and mine's and our good friends here head, heading off to England. This is our call every day to invite our friends and our families to meet the one who set us free. So, hey, so what's Peter's first response as he walks in the door? Hey, great to be here. What did he say? He says, you know it's unlawful for me to be here. It was against the law. You know, the law is not always right, especially the human law, is it? But God's law always is. When we return to the right orientation, when we get God back at the head of our nation instead of some bureaucratic government that's issuing all kinds of decrees that make no sense and do not correlate or have any congruence, big word from Georgia Tech, from uh, actually from fifth grade math, so <laughs> that doesn't line up with what God says. When we restore that, we do this. Government's not going to do this, folks. We do. We do it in our homes. We do it in our churches. We do it in our communities, our cities, our towns, and our states. Then they will comply because they answer to us. And they've just been doing what we've led them all this time. Let's get God rightfully back where he belongs as the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the authority from which all authority flows. Amen? Amen. God bless you all. Amen. I swear every time he talks, I just want to salute, don't you? It's like, where's the flag? I need a flag in here. But, you know, I, I watch what's happening in the church world, and I watch what's happening to Christianity in this country, and I see some of my friends that I love, and they're, what they're doing is they're praying for revival. Right? God, please send a sweeping, sovereign move of revival. Now, what I hear is, God, would you please quit sitting around and doing nothing and get up and do something? Like, to me, that's what I think some others think of what revival is. I think revival is when we use our voice and we stand up and we proclaim the gospel and other people hear. The revival that this nation needs and this world needs is going to come through you. It's going to come through your mouth. It's going to come from your heart being sure of his love for you because it is his love that makes you whole. And as you are whole, then you go into the world and you can ac accurately represent him. Why, why do we expect, whether it be church leaders or our parents or government or any type of authoritative or people that have authority in our lives to speak wholeness when their hearts are broken? It's not going to happen. We need to help them come back to the source that can bring wholeness, that can bring life, that can bring peace. That's what we are to do with the gospel. Go and present the table before people so that they will feast on his life, his love for them, the righteousness that he's given, and that that will start a relationship for them, even if they're already believers, that they turn their hearts toward him. God's already moved in Christ. He's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. His spirit is always leading us into life and truth.
and reminding us what the Father said and showing us things to come. You know, it's not where we're sitting here waiting and he's like letting us go through some trial and test or something. No, he's waiting for us to stand up and proclaim the gospel. Amen. 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 I want to do that. And these guys are doing that in their respective areas. And it just starts in your home. It starts, you know where it starts? In the mirror. When you let fear and worry and doubt and unbelief and sin, that's what you see in the mirror rather than Christ because you have become made like him because you have received him. That's where we start getting astray. And then that's why we look to the world and we get so worried and we think, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Look what happened over here because we're not whole in ourselves because of the love of God being rooted in our hearts and having faith toward him. You are, when you are whole in your heart and you're unshakable in your faith toward him, nothing can move you. Then you're ready. Then you're the kind of vessel that God can put in Washington, that can put in England, that can put in Kenya and make a difference because you'll be a light. And in your home and in your mirror. Amen.